Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne. Hello, hello. Echo, echo, echo. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Bobby. How's it going? Bobby must have had a Red Bull or a coffee or something before this because, man, you sound like you're in it. In it to win it. It's my acting classes, man. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm predicting four BAMs this episode. Oh, see, you shouldn't have done that. Dang it. So now it's no challenge. Pressure. Now it's challenge to not do them. Uh, uh, or uh, or a challenge to do like 40. Or a challenge to do 40, yeah. If you asked any one of my sisters, they would say that's the, the way to motivate Bobby is to challenge him to the adverse. <laughs> I think that works for a lot of us guys. <laughs> right, yeah. You can't do that. Uh, <laughs> my mom came over for dinner, actually brought dinner, which was super awesome. Thanks, mom. Brought dinner Bam. Uh, for us tonight. Bam. One. <laughs> <laughs> but mom came over and uh, she was talking about how much water she's drinking and how she ne- really needs to drink more. She's like, I drank almost 64 ounces today. That's like that's like a gallon, right? And I'm like, 60. Hang on. So I run the numbers, and by the way, some of you are probably at home going, no, that's not a gallon. It's a half gallon. So mom thought that she had almost had a whole gallon of water today, and she had almost had a half gallon. And not to poke fun at mom, because still, a half gallon of water is a lot more water than I've had today. So props, mom, way to go. <laughs> Good but job. we're sitting there talking about it, and of course, I pull out the, uh, the, the pitcher, and I measure out 64 ounces of water. I'm like, I can drink this. So I started drinking it. Sarah's looking at me going, you nut, you're going to feel awful after that. And I'm like at 32 ounces. I'm like, oh, I don't want any more. And Sarah goes, you have nothing to prove. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like she said that I can't do it. Because of Dude, course, be careful. Said, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be the sky's falling guy, but you can like hurt yourself that way. That's what I've heard. I'm surprised Thanks, your nurse little. wife didn't uh, say... <laughs> stop no well, she she probably I, knew you, you couldn't go <laughs> you couldn't go well i think the that. reason that you know she played it as well as she did is because exactly what you just said had she said you can't drink it all you won't drink it all that's when i would have gone i would have <laughs> it would have been the gallon it's a funny story my cousin uh i've got a several cousins but one particularly nutty crazy cousin had all these uh little challenges you can't drink a gallon of milk in an hour Blah, blah, blah. And and it's all these things that you actually, your bodies physically aren't able to do. And people do these dumb things. By the way, if you're listening, do not do that. Do not try that. One of his was uh, seven glasses of water in seven minutes. He'd come in. I bet you can't drink seven glasses in seven minutes. He'd drop like a 50 on the table. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it never, it always ended badly. Uh, right. Water poisoning is a real thing, apparently. But anyway, so so enough of all that fun stuff. Uh, if you have made it this far and you're a new listener, man, we've always got some fun stories like this. Um, but that's not our goal with Above Average. The goal with Above Average is to to talk to families out there who either already have a large family, who might someday have a large family, grew up in a large family. It's all about big family life. And the reason that we're doing this episode, if you really need to, and, and I feel like we talk about this every now and then, Bobby, if you really need to, go listen to what we call episode zero. It's kind of my, my quick little intro that tells you the genesis of all this and it explains where we're, where we're coming from. Uh, there's so much out there. There's a lot of great parenting content and family content, but there is so little, certainly in the podcast world, that is focused on big family life. And with my five kids, Bobby, he and his wife, they've got four kids. That's what we're talking about. Um, so this is really geared for 
those above average families, by the way, that comes from the statistical average that most American families have around two and a half kids. So, you know, if you've got three or more kids all the way up to, you know, X, whatever the giant number is, that's what it's about. It's, it's about us families who have to worry about, you know, if we have another kid, will that other kid be able to fit in the minivan? If we have another kid, where are we going to put them? Do they just need to sleep on a, uh, on a rollout bed somewhere, or are we actually going to be able to get them a bed? All that stuff. That's what this show's about. We talk about real-life issues for uh, real-life big families. And tonight, tonight's a fun one. It's called The Pros and Cons of Big Families, and there are a lot of them. I'm sure you were probably already thinking of some, Bobby. I'm thinking of some. I'm thinking of my own list. I'm going to have a hard time, like, not... Yeah, not not add. I'm gonna. I've, I've got too many spontaneous things to add. I believe <laughs> this show could be too long. We're gonna have to like pull in the reins a little bit. Well, so as Bobby's alluding to, it's not our list of pros and cons. Uh, there's actually an article or a, a piece that I found in an article from an Irish newspaper, and it's called "The Pros and Cons of Big Families." Uh, I was doing research for another episode. Yeah, we do a little bit of research around here. And I, I came across this article, and it was talking about big families worldwide. Hold uh, on. Let me put... Wait, 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 wait. This is something I love about you, Lance. This is a, one of those moments where the audience gets to know Lance. He's doing research, and he finds something in an Irish newspaper. I just love this about <laughs> you, Lance. Uh, you know, Catherine and I talk about this. You know, we'll sit on the couch. She'll say, oh, you know, here's your hobbies. You love sports. You love this. You love that. You know, you love planning and social calendars and trying to get people together and all that. That's Bobby. Lance, he likes to read in all different crazy arenas. And who knows? Uh, he found him, finds himself looking in Irish newspapers. So I think that's <laughs> comical, but it's also, it's totally Lance. So that's a little snippet into the uh, the the ticking clock of Lance Osborne. Uh, I would say that's pretty observant to who I am. Now, that being said, it's not like I'm uh, trawling the catacombs of Irish newspaper archives or anything like that. You know, <laughs> Google is my friend. To add to that hobby list for me, I enjoy Googling things. You you should see my, actually, you probably shouldn't see my Google search history of all the random things. And I'll stumble upon it every now and then. I'm like, why did I Google? And I'm not even going to give you an example right now because they're all over the map. But. Sometimes the results are interesting things like this Irish newspaper. <laughs> All right, keep going. So from the Irish examiner, like I said, I found this article talking about big families worldwide, American families. I think it talked about some German families in there, some, some other ones. Um, but I came across this article and it talked about extreme cases. And so one of the extreme cases, for example, was this 65-year-old lady and she gave birth to quadruplets. Which I think is headline worthy. Um, more headline worthy, though, and certainly as it pertains to the big family, she already had 13 children, bringing her grand total at 65 years old to 17 children and two bams. Wow. 17 <laughs> children and two bams. <laughs> that's intense, man. I, that's crazy. Quadruplets at 65. It's a lot to keep up with when you're 25, I would imagine, or when you're 35. 65. Uh, you go, girl. I mean, is that an appropriate time for that comment? Yes, and you could probably say it with more. Oh, I have a good vocabulary word, but it's <laughs> I'm losing it. Panache, pin something. More panache works. Flare. I'm saying it wrong, but flare. Pinchant, pinchant. Wow. Forget it. 
Dude, I think you've been Googling some stuff. This just goes back to, if I'm wrong, I sound like a complete moron, which wouldn't <laughs> be the first or last time I've done that on the show. No, but don't ever forget that you were right about Bay. What's up, Bay? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's another throwback to an episode from a few, two or three episodes ago. Go listen to that one. Anyway, so the article that I'm talking about, like I said, it's all over the place. It's really this random hodgepodge article about big families, including, for whatever reason, unexplained at the end of the article was this arbitrary pro-con list that I talked about, the pros and cons of big families. Right. But Lance, don't you think if you have a big family, you grew up in a big family, you know big families, that you could come up with your own list on this pretty easily? Yeah, yeah. And and it would take us no time to do that. But the thing was, this list was so, I I guess the word would be random. You know, some points are certainly valid and they're as plain as day. You know, probably some of the first ones that you would think of when you're thinking of the pros and cons of having or being in a big family. But some of them were just kind of like, really? You you included that in your article that's published in your newspaper? Just kind of random. So anyway, some of them, like I said, are valid points. So Bobby and I today, we're going to walk through these and we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, again, it, it's just something to break down. And I think if nothing else, it's important to consider this as a way that maybe the outside world looks at big families. That's always really important. That's a, It's a good paradigm for us to think about here on this show. You with me, Bobby? Totally with you. So anyway, we'll kick it off. Uh, the first pro on the list, there's always someone to talk to. Got that right. I would say so. I mean, even if you're one of the smaller kids, so I'm thinking about in my family, Mary, who's four, and Luke, who is three, they're always jibber-jabbering back and forth. It's not like one of them has to just hole away and read a book and go into some like fantasy world. Like They can sit there and they can jibber-jabber with one another. Yeah, totally. I, I can't remember it ever you know, necessarily being so quiet that I didn't know have someone to talk to. I mean, maybe I was on the younger end of the spectrum, so my older sisters and such grew up and had things to do. So, But I did have a younger sister, and she was always fun to tease and bother, so... <laughs> I could, I mean, I guess I talked to her. I hope she listens to the episode because she'll be like rolling her eyes and say, oh yeah, you didn't talk to me. You drove me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I think that would probably take us to the first con on the list. Yeah, here's the first. Uh, Oh, go ahead. This is kind of the yin and the yang, right? There's always someone to talk to, but the con, there's always noise. Or I was going to say the con is there's always someone to talk to. Um, that works just as well right yeah no there's always noise there is you just kind of get you you grow up in it uh well we moved to nashville in 2008 and you know up until then i lived very near to my you know close family what do you call that the immediate family which is plenty of noise and plenty of kids plenty of cousins and you know all that stuff it's just noisy noisy and after living away for about a year maybe maybe two years i would go back reinsert myself into these this noise that we're talking about and be like ah i just can't (laughs) handle this and my sister angie who never left it um is like what do you mean this is this is normal this is our family i'm like i know it's like i've I've forgotten it i don't know you know it's so weird so i did i think the funny thing about that con if you want to say there's always noise you don't know that you're living in it all the time. So you may not even know that it's a con if you're in it. And it, and I'm not saying it has to be a con either. I know we talked about these. This is from the article. But we, we could create our own here. 
Um, but yeah, I mean that, that was, uh, something I remember specifically being like, wow, this was 20 something years of my life. And now I, 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 all I want to do is find somewhere quiet, (laughs) which is probably not your house. Right. It's not my house either. (laughs) Not your house, your individual. Right. But it is my noise though. I feel a little bit more, uh, more in, more authoritative of my own noise. (laughs) Now, just for perspective again, I mentioned earlier that you've got four kids. I've got five kids. Um, I kind of grew up one of four-ish, but it was weird because we were so spread out. So some days I felt like an only child, and then other times I felt like a big brother, and then other times it was almost big family-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby, you were one of? Uh, one of six. Right, yeah, six. That's definitely a big family, certainly by our standards, but I would say by anybody's but standards. But we, we were similar. It, it, there were some similarities there with you and me where... Uh, my oldest sister had kind of grown up and moved out, you know, as I was reaching, you know, like, I don't say toddlerhood. I was, she was probably, I was probably a little older than that, but you know, there were people graduating out of the home, whether, whether it was high school and they're out and about in their, you know, cars and they're doing their things or they're in college or even beyond that. So there were graduation periods there where we weren't all together, but yeah, I mean, there were times and then of course holidays, you know, so. Gotcha. So, Bobby, tee us up. What's the next pro? The next pro, uh, staying with noise there, you could you could say it's noisy in a good way. What would you say to that? What do you think they mean by that? I heard, I heard a saying the other day, and it was it was talking about having young children at church. And we, we've talked about this on the podcast. We don't have like a specific faith show where we've dug deep into this or whatever, but, you know, it's, it's certainly uh, not a secret. Bobby's Catholic. I'm Catholic. Uh, we're... we're pretty devout. You know, we're pretty much every Sunday uh, or Saturday night, you're going to find our families in church. And that's what we do. There's always a struggle, especially if you've got a big family. There's the struggle of if you've got younger kids who want to jibber, jabber, if you've got infants, if you've got toddlers, if you've got all that, it's the noise, it's the Cheerios, it's the, hey, don't slam that book on the pew. It's all that stuff, right? And how do we shh them how do we shush the kids so that we don't disrespect what's going on at mass so that we don't try to take somebody else out of that element, but at the same time, let the kids be a part of what's going on within the service, within the church, let them be a part of the church. Right. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, if your church is not crying, it's dying. Oh, that's cool. And I hadn't heard that before, which I'm not sure exactly where it came from. I think my wife heard it and she shared it with me. But it just makes you feel a little bit better about when your kid screams at the top of his lungs during mass, during the consecration, you know, during a really reverent part of the service. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what what can you do? You can't do a single thing about it except, you know, pray for a little bit of grace and a little bit of mercy at that point. Patience. Pray, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, if you're, uh, so I, I would relate that to, you know, if, if your church is not crying, it's dying, maybe it's not that severe in your household, but I would say that that definitely falls under the category of noisy in a good way. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too ph- philosophical, but you know, to me, it's, it's life, you know, you, you, you just feel life, uh, like walking into a home that's lived in is much more welcoming to me than a home that looks like a museum, you know, where I have to be careful and can I sit on this couch, you know, and am I allowed to touch the pictures, the, the, you know, the, the picture book, you know, whereas you walk into my house and my wife does a really good job of, of keeping the home, uh, with, with our craziness 
fairly picked up. We worked hard together to keep that looking good and, and yeah, but it's by, by no stretch of the imagination is it not lived in. And so when I think noise in a good way, I'm like, yeah, I love the life of it. When you wake up in the morning and you don't hear birds chirping and you don't hear, I don't know, the wind rustling the leaves and that's life to me. And I, you could relate that to a family, you know, wouldn't you, what do you prefer? Do you wake up in the morning and it's just this deadness? No way, man. You make some great points with that one. So what's the next con on the list? Uh, on their, their list is there's no space, but they're, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, I mean, that's certainly, uh, I don't know. It, I guess that's just one of those perspective, you know, how do you find the silver lining here? Uh, we did talk about this in the, the bedroom episode was it two or three episodes ago where we basically said no one needs beds. <laughs> Are you sure you need beds? <laughs> um, yeah, that could, you could look at that like a con. I mean, you're crammed in there's, you can't find, uh, you, you mentioned when you were growing up that you enjoyed retreating into your music and, and that, and I, you know, that that's cool. I, sometimes I wish now I could reduce, I could do that retreat into my music, but yeah, there's not typically a room that is uh is open and Catherine tells funny stories about uh, well, actually here's a funny story. We came I came home from work once and I'm like, "Hey, honey, cat, where are you looking around? Where are you?" She's like, "I'm in here." And I'm trying to follow the voice. Well, where's the voice? I'm over here. I'm like, "What in the world?" And then kind of like following this path to the laundry room. I'm like, "Oh, she's doing laundry." I open the door and she's up on the dryer and she's like texting or something. And she's like, I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, this is the only room and not only just the room, but the space where I could get away from the critters (laughs) (laughs) to get this two minutes to myself. And we laugh about that. I wish I had, you know, had videotaped that whole scene because it was just so funny. Um, And that's the essence of that. But you know, that she was joyful about it. So I don't know if we looked at it as a con, but you just make it work, you know? Yeah. And now some of these cons, and I think this is a natural tendency, Bobby, for, for the two of us, you are an eternal optimist. You want really? to find that silver lining. So, uh, yeah, totally. And I, would I, think, I would say my wife is, she, she probably gets me that gives me a hard time for not being. Well, I don't know. Maybe you just put on a really good front for the show. But at least (laughs) from the show perspective, you want to find that silver lining, like I said. And I do, too. Even though the reality is some stuff with a big family is really, really hard. But you want to say, okay, yeah, it's hard, but it's worth it. Right? You always want to tack that on. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. though, you don't even need to – you don't even want to look for that it's worth it tag. You just want to say, look, there is no space, and that's just part of it. That's part of the big family life. Again, caveats being you've got a 6,000 square foot home for your five children. Uh, you've got plenty of places to run. But even then, I would say that more often than not, those people probably are pretty good at filling up their space with sure. more toys, extra beds, all that. We as humans, we do a pretty good job of filling up the space that we have. You know, go watch an episode of Hoarders. Those aren't always people with a bunch of kids, they just like to fill up their own space. Right. Yeah. Well, and a lot of maybe my eternal optimism on the show boils down to the more realistic approach, which is what's my alternative? I don't have 500 grand to go buy a new house or, or I, that's, I don't know why I came up with that number, but I don't have that right now. Uh, and I would guess that a lot of our families that are listening don't, and I'm not going to get rid of a kid. 
Uh, although I although have, that might I have, be a, I have might be a more likely it. option than five hundred thousand dollars falling from the sky, right? You know, so when you when you finally boil down to well, it's either this or nothing. Kind of like you said, this is the way it is. So anyway, yeah. All right, Real, so let's move on to the yeah. third pro: older kids stand up for younger siblings. I am so eager to see what this looks like as my kids get a little bit older. I'm just now starting to see little signs of this. Uh, Katie Beth, who is our oldest, will be eight years old soon. So next in line is a four-year-old, then after that a three-year-old, then after that a one-year-old, and then after that an infant. So the three and the four-year-old, they're pretty good at kind of sticking up for themselves, although they fight like cats and dogs too. So right. it's, it's that it's that uh, it's that that balanced balancing act that they're always working on. Um, but I want to see how Katie Beth stands up for them the first time that somebody calls Mary a name or calls Luke a name or does whatever, because I know that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I guess I'm trying to think back to my my own upbringing. My sister certainly had my back, but if I know we're not moving to the next con, but I could say the con there is also that they stood up for me <laughs> because <laughs> what I'm thinking of, the arena I'm thinking of was girlfriends. And uh, it was hard to have four older sisters and to try to like, Hey, what do you think about her? And they'd pick her apart, you know, and, and I didn't have tons of girlfriends not to get too personal, but at the end of the day, it was also a con cause it was like, but I really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> you know um but uh so yeah but they they did they stuck up for me in that regard and it was different dynamic you know girls to boys I, that, that's an interesting thing too to think about how you and i both have our oldest are, are girls the dynamic is totally different when you know it's a boy you know maybe it comes more from a, the physicality or don't you touch you know my younger brother whereas a girl may may defend them more emotionally or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of ad-libbing here. I don't know. Well, this was one of those for me when I'm reading the list, you know, the first time when I kind of did the cold read of this article. I was like, okay, there's always someone to talk to, pro. Uh, it's noisy in a good way, pro. Older kids stand up for younger siblings, pro. But that's the one where I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of random. It's kind of mishmash. And I'm starting to realize, as you and I are talking this through, Bobby, that this may have been written more from the kid's point of view rather than the parent's point of view. Oh, yeah. yeah I could see that. That is, It starts to make a little bit more sense. And like I said earlier, the show is for people who grew up in big families or are currently in big families. But Bobby and I, uh, obviously being parents of above-average families, uh, most of our shows kind of take the angle of, here's what it's like parenting a big family, mm-hmm. even though it's for everybody. But this is interesting looking at it going, okay, what if this is just somebody who happened to have six or seven siblings and they're finding the pros and cons in their specific life, their individual life. Sure. Yeah. So older kids stand up for younger siblings. That would be the third pro, the third con. Is. And it probably somewhat relates to that. Uh, it's hard to give every child individual attention. And we just talked about and that. And we just talked about that on the last show. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Good segue to say to tell people to go listen to that show. <laughs> so yes, Bobby, that's a great segue. And if you would like to go listen to that show, you can. That's episode 18. You can go to aboveaveragesshow.com slash 18. That's aboveaveragesshow.com slash 18 to listen directly to that episode. Uh, but yeah, like we said, it's about giving each child individual attention. And that certainly is a con. It, it is difficult to do that. And it's difficult from the parent side. Uh, it's difficult probably for the kids too, especially as the kids get a little bit older and they start to become a little bit more aware that maybe their 
their only child kid, Buddy, who lives across the street, they get to spend a lot of one-on-one time with mommy or daddy, and they don't necessarily get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's definitely a con. I, I think we just have to admit that that's what it is. That's a good one. But again, it kind of reinforces my my gut feeling that this was written from somebody who was a kid in an above average family, and they're looking at it from their perspective. I know. And now that you said that, I'm looking at all of these through that lens. The next pro mentioned here is adult siblings make great friends. Not a lot of depth to that one, but I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, if I... When I always wanted my older brother to buy us beer. No, I'm kidding. I don't have an older brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have four older sisters. And yeah, yeah. Every family's got different dynamics, I guess. Um, I could I could totally see where that would be cool. You know, adult sibling. What, I guess you would think, yeah, you know, you grow up, you kind of get through the, this, the awkward stages of, middle school, high school, you're, you're figuring out life, you're figuring out relationship. And all of a sudden you're on the other end of that as an adult. And you look back and you still have a kid who's, or a a kid brother or kid sister who's in, I don't know, high school or middle school. You can impart, um, not just wisdom on them, but you can also relate because you have the same parents and you can kind of be like, yeah, you got to deal with dad when he's like that. And mom's always going to be that way. And trust me, it gets better. And you can kind of, kind of really connect, on that level, you know, I feel like I can do that more with, I guess, in my family dynamic, maybe some of my nieces and nephews, just because of the our age gaps and stuff, you know. Well, not that it relates specifically to your family, but the actual con that's related to that point is interesting, too. And yeah, the next one in bigger families, adult siblings can have factions and fallouts. Huh. Interesting. But you know what? Both of these, so like the the matching pair, right? The pro that uh, you can have really good friends with your adult siblings or as adult siblings, you can have close friendships uh, and then adult siblings can have factions. I would say that's applicable anytime you've got siblings. It's applicable anytime you've got friends as an adult that that can happen. You've got different social circles and everything. Uh, so this one isn't specific to big families, but that's where I would tweak it. And I would say if I was writing this list, you are you have better odds at having great friends and close friendships with adult siblings when you when there are more of you because you guys bonded together it wasn't like you know the law of numbers it wasn't like when you were one you had a 10 year old brother and that was it it was just the two of you chances are you're all kind of dotted in there a little bit more i know there are exceptions but you know sure. if there's a 1 year old and a 10 year old there's probably also a 4 year old and a 6 year old and an 8 year old if you're listening to this show for instance <laughs> right and when you're closer it really starts to bring down those big uh, closer in age it starts to break down some of those big uh, age gaps so instead of saying well yeah i got an older brother who's 9 years old 9 years older you go yeah there's four of us or there's five of us ranging from 1 to 10 you know what I mean? Like it's sure. it's kind of broken down a little bit better so that it's natural for you guys to be tighter as you get older. That's the that's just the point that I would make, for instance, on the pro side. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one for sure. So there were five pros and five cons. And the fifth pro, this is where I was Hold like, on, Wait, maybe we should say that. Should we say the con first? Or does it matter? I was just thinking maybe the con. On the this pro, one? The pro, yeah, the pro would play <laughs> better from the con. I don't know. So go go for it. All right, so the con, the last con is it's very, very expensive. And we've we've <laughs> talked about that on the show a lot. And the, the pro, well, let me just go ahead and say the pro because this is kind of, it's kind of funny, this article, I guess. Uh, there are more people to chip in for the nursing home. <laughs> so 
<laughs> you Which know, is to- true. <laughs> it's right. But you know what? Every family is probably going to have this big struggle where one or two of the kids is taking care of mom. Two of them are you know, not able to because of whatever. <laughs> and it's never as pretty as, as any of these articles or even... Even as much as the show, we might try to make it. It's just never. It's never Life that is way. messy. Life is it's messy. It's so including, messy. Yeah. Right. But I, I just thought that was funny. There are more people to chip in for the nursing home. Like I saw that, and I was like, "This is that." It's funny, but it's just not what I expected when I saw the the article title. You know, the pros and cons of big families. It's yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah, and it, that's that's what makes this a fun episode. Um, to speak to the very very expensive thing. That's to bring back one of my old catch catch words. Uh, it's relative. I mean, y- yeah, you 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 have more mouths to feed, so you got to get more creative with your food budget. Uh, we talked about vehicles, and and I know that one of our first few episodes we talked about how to navigate that and not having to buy new everything and finding new stuff. And you know, it, but it's true. It is. I mean, you could call it a con for sure. You know. It is um, expensive. Uh, sure. I, sometimes I wonder if it's, it's as expensive as people make it out to be. There's there's a lot to consider when you've got a lot of children, obviously. So you are trying to save for multiple college tuitions at once instead of just you know two. But there are also things where you're not uh, spending the same money over and over. So for instance, hand-me-down clothes, that kind of thing. We talked in the recent episode about schools. If you are sending somebody to private school, you know, K through 12, a lot of the times there's a tuition discount in there if you're sending more than a certain number of children. So for instance, in in mine, if I have five kids going through the, the school system, I pay the same rate as if, as if I had three. It's, it's three plus. You know, sure. there are certain things along the way where you're like, okay, if I've got three kids already, I might as well just have five or six. If I feel like I'm being called to that, if my heart wants that, if my spouse wants that, all that. Yeah. I mean, how do you financially, it can work itself out. How do you make a lasagna for less than seven people? Right. I mean, (laughs) you're going to have, you have four kids, you're making lasagna, you're going to have enough for three more. You might as well just have three more kids so that when you make one lasagna, everybody's got enough food, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. We're together on that. <laughs> of course, now you're thinking, well, what about leftovers? Then there's no leftovers on the other side. I'm I'm being totally goofy, but um, well, so is this article, which right. is why we wanted to walk through it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, yeah, the cost thing can you can you yeah. could go round and round about that in different ways. The thing I don't like, or the thing that gets under my skin the most, is when people who have either a you know they have one, two, maybe three kids and. Well, I don't know. Let me let me back up. People that are postponing children because they're of their fears about how much it's going to cost. That gets under my skin a little bit. But uh, because like you said, I, I think some people make it a bigger deal than it is. And once they get into family life, whether you have one kid, two kids or, or whatever, once you start figuring it out and you start talking to your mommy, if you're a mom, you got mommy friends and your dad, you're like, how do we navigate and manage this stuff? All that stuff we don't comes have. To we light. don't have daddy friends, by the way. We don't we call don't. them daddy friends. We call we, them bros, bros, bros. <laughs> we call them bass. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but um, but you know, you start to figure that out together, and then you realize, yeah, there's ways to do this, right? There's so many different things that we've already talked about on the show that I'm sure we'll talk about again. You know, whether it's uh, couponing or whatever, just figuring stuff out, hand me downs, play it against sports, things that people just need to be brought to the from the back of their mind to the front of their mind 
you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So when you get in the thick of it, when you're in the foxhole and you're like, I got to figure out how to buy cleats for this kid and I don't have the money to buy new ones, you're like, oh, hey, the neighbor kid plays soccer and he's two years older, you know, or they just dropped them off on your doorstep. Things happen, you know, so uh, I'll, I'll stop there. That was a soapbox. I like that soapbox. It's a good one, especially because you dropped a bay in there again. We got a bay. <laughs> we got a bay, but not a bam. A I don't, bay and I don't a bam. <laughs> but I, I will say that uh, we're probably good on this one. We, we've talked this one through. It was kind of a fun episode. I know some of, some of our episodes here on Above Average, we dig in, right? We start swimming through the big, thick uh, discussions that you and your spouse have that you might have with your your mommy friends already or that you've got with your bros or that you're talking about on online forums or Facebook groups for large families or whatever it may be. You know, the, those those real episodes. And it's really important that Bobby and I kind of pull back the scope a little bit and say, okay, but let's have fun with it. And I, I think walking through this ProCon list was definitely one of those opportunities. I'm glad we've done it. Yeah, I think it would be fun someday. Maybe give it a few months or something to maybe make our own without this kind of uh, in our in, in our minds that's kind of dictating what we would think of. You know, get it, let it go away, and then come up with our own. It could be could be a different list. It would it may look differently, but it could be fun. Also, I was thinking if the listeners wanted to chime in, it'd be fun to just. You know, just tweet a con, tweet us a con or tweet us a pro, and keep it fun and lighthearted. I mean that that's the fun stuff. Um, especially if you grew up in a big family, you've probably got story upon story of just so many different things there. I bet these these would be good one off one liners that I, I know that I would probably find a lot of humor in. So I don't know if if anyone's encouraged to do that, we would love it. Great point, and I think that's a. That's the point where I would say, if you would like to talk to us, go check out AboveAverageShow.com. There you can find a link to our Facebook page. You can find different ways to contact us, including uh, Twitter accounts and all that fun stuff. Anyway, again, to keep it short and short and simple, short and sweet, AboveAverageShow.com. Please go check that out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all that you do. Uh, uh, thanks for the emails that we get. We really appreciate that. Um, but mainly, we just appreciate your time. Uh, we know that you've got a lot of options out there to consider. There are a lot of phenomenal podcasts right now. Some are storytelling. Some are interview shows. But the fact that you're taking a few minutes out of your week to sit down and just think about your large family. Think about different ways that maybe you can improve your large family or just hear stories from from Bobby and me about how we're improving our large families. Uh, that means a lot to us. So even though this has kind of been a lighter episode, uh, the gravity of it, of what we're doing more broadly here with Above Average, uh, you know, that's not lost on us. So, so thank you for your time. But yeah, uh, that brings this one in for landing. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being Above Average. We'll see y'all next time. Fun times, fun times. See ya.